0: Welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me once again, explosion in the background, uh, the commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the chief inspector, Brenda McElinden. Fellas, I just got to say, I have got to defend a tweet of mine from from the other day. It's just been stupidly controversial. (laughs) The Frisco melt is the greatest fast food, <laughs> food out there on the market. It absolutely is. It's the only reason to go to Steak and Shake. The only reason uh, that that place should, is still up is because of the Frisco melt. It is fantastic. I will not have any slander against it.
1: Uh, we don't. Yeah, I haven't been to Steak and Shake in, in years, so I've, I've never had a Frisco melt. Never. Not, Jesus, Jude, I just from, shit myself.
0: Not, from, not from Steak and Shake. Dude. I, If I could let out like 50 sides in a row, I would. Find a Steak and Shake, Jude, and just instantly Frisco melt. I don't care about their shitty fries because they're shitty fries. There is only one thing to get off that menu, and that is the Frisco melt. Absolutely Amazing.
1: How many hours would you drive for a Frisco melt? Because I'm gonna have to decide whether or not the the steak and shake that's closest to me is is within that parameter.
0: Well, the closest one to me is is 25 minutes to 30 minutes away. And that's if they're open. They, they had some staffing <laughs> issues. So sometimes they just would not be open. So the next one was about 45, 50 minutes away. But if I got if I got me a cankering, if I got me a big old hankering of of, I gotta have it.
3: I would probably drive an hour and a half. Jeez. Wow. I'm not sure if there's any. Not with these guys. I, I mean, eat. not with these gas prices, but I mean. <laughs> in this economy?
0: Pre yeah, Ukraine war, for sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> All right. Good, good news, Joshua. There is a steak and shake just above Scranton, Pennsylvania that I could be there in about three and a half hours.
0: Oh, dude. So what you're gonna to have to do is your next trip to South Bend, Jude. Let's okay. just you just you just need to put that on your itinerary. Next time you head to Notre Dame for anything, find yourself a Steak and Shake. There's one in South Bend, isn't there?
1: If there's not, it's near. It's nearby. I've definitely eaten at that one.
0: Yeah. So just make that a point the next time that you you get away from from Fort Drum there to get <laughs> real human food at Steak and Shake, the Frisco melt. Okay. It's a life-changing experience. It was, listen, people say you shouldn't make fun of other people's fast food takes. And the reason why, (laughs) Listen, and they say the reason why is because you don't know what they've been through. Like what that that food has been there has been for them in their time of need. And it's kind of, it's a joke, but it's actually, you know, it's funny, but it's also fucking pretty goddamn true. You don't know what somebody was struggling through and just like five Cholitos when they used to have Toledo's at Taco Bell would just seal the deal for you. You know, you don't know, you don't know what, you know what the hell they were dealing with, but the Frisco melt steak and shake was all, it was the last stop out of Fort Wayne back to Hicksville. When you're coming and they were open, you know, 24 hours when you're coming back home from, uh, from a night out. It's. And so the Frisco melt, my memories of is 3. AM. Uh, and having it down before I basically leave the parking lot like (laughs) ripped out and down the gullet, uh, before you get out. But I mean, many a nights, that was the, that was the thing you needed. So you could sign off and go home. Just say, Oh man, there's a lot of things going on in the Notre Dame universe. I think we're going to touch on a few of those things tonight and they're not going to be, Steak and shake related, unfortunately. I could I could sit here and talk steak and shake all night. I could also tell you about my other controversial tweet that the KFC chicken sandwich is the superior between, of them all, including Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. If you want to, we can wax poetic about that for a bit. But I believe there's probably other things more pressing that our listeners would rather hear, unfortunately. Um, so let's get to it. Look, I got no reviews tonight. But please get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read on the next OFT podcast. These ratings and reviews mean a lot to us. It helps the reviews help you become part of the show, and the ratings, you know, prop us up in the in the black market, uh, the the skittish world of Apple, uh, which is uh, always a good thing. What kind of uh, what kind of ratings are we looking for, Brendan? Uh, we're looking for those
3: earned. Jeremiah Wusukoromo, five stars.
0: Absolutely. And just God's blessings and grace be a on the Kusukoromo yeah, wow. family after, uh, after yes. the loss of his brother in a fire that is, I have no words. That's just, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, so hopefully um, hopefully they're going to be able to find some peace with that because that's just, that's an awful tragedy. And Jeremiah was in uh, Ghana at the time. Oh, Jesus. It is. It's it's tough. That's a, that's a, that's, that's tough. I I didn't realize he had his, his brother was playing, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, football. So mm. the whole, the whole thing's just, I mean, that's just a, um, that was a hard read, you know what yeah. I mean? So anyway, so,
1: so somebody was, was out ar- to their family. Somebody was just arrested in connection with the fire too. They're treating it as a possible harm side.
0: Right, right. We're good. Yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully that that begins the cycle of um of, you know trying to get some clarity and some you know some closure on it, which is going to be probably a long long time, especially when you lose anybody that young, so. All right, gentlemen, I am not sure where we really want to begin tonight. A lot has been said uh, outside of the fast food world, uh, <laughs> Notre Dame, <laughs> the Notre Dame internets. Uh, so, I mean, let's, let's let's dive right on in. Uh, Notre Dame announced. Uh, I mean, what 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 the hell is today? We're recording this on a Thursday. They announced on a what on a Wednesday? Wednesday? No, on no a, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday? Yes, it was Tuesday. Now it's Tuesday uh, that they will be adding Tennessee State. Uh, FCS HBCU school uh, to the 2023 schedule. So next year that fills out their schedule for 2023. Um, That is now 12, 12 games. Um, They put that information out on Tuesday. All hell breaks loose on the internet for about 24 hours. They have a press conference to kind of explain things and to kind of celebrate um, as well. And, before we get into anything else, guys, I just want to say I think Notre Dame has done a absolute shit job in the PR business. And because of the fire that's got started, because a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah, 24 hours of running wild that Notre Dame did not get their full message out. Like they they absolutely should have done this in a we're telling you, we're gonna tell you here in the morning and this afternoon we're having a press conference because I don't believe the message that they wanted to send was the message that they were giving that entire time. It was just, it didn't exist and outside of anything else that has to do with the FCS and people calling people racist for not agreeing with it or any, any, all the other nonsense. I just felt like if Notre Dame was doing this, they're doing this for a reason. They explained it in the press conference, but they let an entire 24 hour news cycle go by Without really setting out their agenda, and that's just stupid it's twenty twenty two it's not nineteen eighty one like that that needed to be clarified in this day and age like the actual information needs to be put forth the message needs to be put out anywhere else would would do this in a in a modern way and this was just done so so clunky that it it absolutely makes sense that there are so many people out there that are arguing non points thoughts.
1: So I hate what this discussion became. I feel like we should be able to separate playing an FCS school versus playing a historically black college and university. Um, and I think that once the, um, the I thought, legitimate criticism about breaking this, I don't know if you want to call it tradition or, you know, the scheduling philosophy and playing Tennessee State, it quickly turned into you must have something against HBCUs, right? And And, and that's really not it. So for me, at least. So let's just break it down for me. One is, I think that, um, you know, one of the arguments that we've enjoyed making is about the the data points, you know, 12 equal data points versus, you know, your best 12 games versus our best 12 games. And obviously not having that conference championship. Um, regularly scheduling an FCS school will obviously eliminate that as a potential argument. I'm not sure that argument ever really meant much to anybody outside the the Notre Dame fan base so I'm not sure that I put a lot of weight on that I also want to say that if you're going to throw an FCS school in any schedule the 2023 schedule is probably one that you can't possibly hurt because if Notre Dame beats Ohio State USC Clemson I don't think that there's any legitimate person that's going to say well, but did you see they only beat Tennessee State by X amount or, well, they had to play FCS or whatever to, you know, so they had an easier schedule this year. I, I doubt that anyone's going to look at the schedule by the end of it.
0: And um, just to interject real quick, Jude, too, yeah. the logistics was also spoken about 24 hours after the, after the, we first learned about it. When Swarbrick talked about the need to find an opponent for the, like how difficult it was becoming. Because of the, because of the matrix and because of the time frame and, and the t- what they were trying to do, so this wasn't just. But, I, but people say people say they could schedule I, anybody. It wasn't true. That w- that wasn't exactly true.
1: But I want to be very clear about this, and I know Brennan's going to make this point too. This is a problem of their own making, right? Exactly. Nobody yes. asked them to go play Navy ever. Besides mm. Hesper. Yeah. Oh,
0: nobody we're going to get into that. Asked,
1: <laughs> nobody ever asked get them to play that. Navy in fucking Ireland. And right. nobody ever asked them to, um, to. I mean, look. I. Why do you hate if, the troops, Jude? <laughs> if if you want if you want um, two buys, and you don't want one of the buys to be after week one of the season, I get that. And so this is kind of the perfect place to put in an FCS team. But the only reason you're considering an FCS team right now is because you you're sending your team to Ireland in week 0. That's this is this is it. You're not considering t- this this Tennessee s- State thing would not be happening without without you
3: f- fucking with uh, with Navy first. Right. The Navy is uh, ultimately Navy is to blame for all of this. I blame Navy for everything. So sure. No. Yeah, I I agree with the sentiment like when it first was announced, the only thing I knew about Tennessee State at that particular time was that they were an FCS opponent. They didn't know where in the press release from the university that the tweet that went out or in the video did they mention that they were a historically black college. Um, and you'll have to excuse me for not knowing, you know, every one of the 100s. I mean, it's not like they're scheduling um, grambling. It's not like they're so scheduling Southern, right? It's not like they're, they're, you know, even Bethune-Cookman are like the ones that you typically think of when you think of historically black colleges that have uh, football programs.
0: They were th- you were you're you're arguing the point that not everybody is
3: going to know that Tennessee State
0: is a is an HBCU. Like, flat right. Right. like uh, I, uh,
1: the thing I knew about Tennessee State was that Eddie George coached them. And that was that was my first tweet, which is why are we trying to raise the profile of fucking Eddie George?
3: Right. And that, that, that was what I knew too, from the video was that, you know, Eddie George, Oh, Eddie George is a coach now, huh? And he's coaching there and like, Oh, this is the, the Ohio state method. You, you bring in uh, right. You, you open up the season with three cupcakes and then you ease into the season and then you get ready to go. Um, I, I didn't know until later. And then, so I put out, you know, I, I didn't. I, I didn't like it. I, I don't like the fact that they were scheduling an FCS opponent and breaking that streak. It warmed my hearth at night to know that Notre Dame uh, was one of only now two schools, and now it's just USC is the only one that hasn't uh, scheduled an FCS opponent. Um,
1: Although yeah. they, USC brought that FCS U- team back to the hotel, they just didn't consummate the
3: relationship. <laughs> right, yeah, they yeah. didn't have a game on the books. <laughs> they, didn't they, they, didn't the, they didn't have the didn't the, uh, the But their fan, base, to back that. their fan yep, base Jim, and alumni. Jim's. Sorry? Their, yeah, their fan base and alumni got upset about it, and that's why they had to cancel the game. Like, there was pushback um for scheduling that game and that's why USC balked on it right that's that's the story I've read right well
1: I, it's paying, I, I also out. I also disagree with the some of the sentiment that I saw that said playing FCS team is no different than playing a Mac school I I, de- I definitely disagree with that Tennessee State um you can make up any fake black college championship you want that doesn't mean anything that means that that'd be the equivalent of us bragging about winning the commander in chief's trophy. Right. Right. Like Tennessee state has one good year in the last eight, they've had multiple years, uh, probably six of the last eight years have been losing records. Okay. This is not even a good FCS team. No. So beating a eight and five Toledo team, um, just to, you know, pick on, pick on one or whatever. Um, I think does more than beating a team that's going to go five and seven in the FCS.
0: I think, I think the point people were trying to make, but they made it poorly was that there's, there are FCS schools that are better than some MAC schools and they're absolutely correct. That's absolutely true. But Tennessee state is one of them. This is a North Dakota state. Right.
3: Is, is what, right. Is what this isn't Villanova. Yeah. Hell, uh, you know, this <laughs> isn't Holy Cross. This is a team that, um, and a five and a five and five Tennessee state team in 2000 and just last year, 2001 um, ended their season in Starkville to play Mississippi or Mississippi state. And they were losing the game 49 to nothing. It was 52 to three at one point, And the final was 55 to 10. Like that's it's, it's a, it's a, and this isn't like a great Mississippi state team we're talking about here. So, Um, right? This is a a seven and six Mississippi state team that dunked all over them to the tune of 55 to 10. This is a, this is a game that like Jerome Bettis had the the line where he asked Eddie George at the end, his buddy, Eddie George, uh, uh, you know, do you expect to win this game? And it's like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't even like an appy state situation for Michigan. You know, you're, you're not scheduling North Dakota state here for an FCS opponent. You're scheduling a bottom rung, FCS opponent to get a free win. And it just so happens that it works out. Well, it that, ain't free. Well, no, well, no, it's not free. It's at least a million dollars, right? Oh, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I am working on getting a copy of the contract. So we'll, we'll know the real number hopefully very soon, yeah. but l- look, um,
0: and listen, I want to say this real quick. Well, maybe this will, will move us on too. It wasn't the FCS, argument that lit that lit it on fire because you're because that is going to get people riled up it it, it was and it, it wasn't that people were mad about it hbcu it was people that were glad that notre dame scheduled an hbcu because they believe in what they are doing and trying to do and standing for and are glad that notre dame is helping them out but if you opposed it that same group they you started labeling people as racists just because you didn't want Notre Dame to play in FCS school, which makes absolutely no sense. Now, granted, are there some racists out there that are Notre Dame fans that hate this? Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just talking numbers, you absolutely know they are. But my initial response to this was that I didn't like it because of FCS, and I fucking dare somebody to call me a fucking racist, and if you do, you're a fucking moron. Who has, never, <laughs> who has no idea who I am? That's just stupid. So, so, let's, so I, so that whole that whole argument got sidetracked because people were calling. I mean, there, there was literally people out there calling others racist because they didn't want Notre Dame to play an FCS school, and it wasn't the. It was just it. It became a whole bunch of nonsense. Like, there was no. There was no room for any kind of debate or, or any nuance. kind of. You no. a nuance with this. It was either you got to love this or you're a racist. Right. And, and, was, and was, so and they, the, say like, the, the
1: other thing is, like, I, a I would have asked, I would have asked those people if they had announced they were playing Butler, Indiana State or Valpo. Would your reaction been the same? Would you have been like, great, I'm so glad they're breaking um, the seal on the FCS to get us get an Indiana school, some more visibility. No, no, right. Of course not, right? And so now it's about the HBCU thing, right? Notre Dame is lit, helping this HBCU get some attention that it wouldn't otherwise get. And you know what? It's going to work for a Saturday in September in 2023. There's going to be a cool, cool ass band. There's probably going to be some hot, great tailgate scene that's outside Notre Dame or whatever. They're going to get their million or 1.2 well, million. million are going to a lot of, artic- lot of articles whatever. written that week. People are going to write that- articles. And guess what? It won't have changed a fucking thing. No. It won't have changed a fucking thing about things that we should have actually be caring about, right? I, I like raising the profile of an HBCU school one time is like literally handing a man handing a man a fish and then saying, Well, I, I but I'm not I'm not gonna teach you, right? This isn't a this isn't a commitment to play an HBCU team every year. This is a one off where and this, this this to me is the Father Hasburg arm in arm with MLK photo of football games right here this is like this you're going to you're going to hear them say well do you remember we played Tennessee State in 2023 so therefore we we, we are committed to diversity and equality and raising the profile so, dude, let me, of black student athletes like,
0: it's just bullshit well let, well let me ask you then What if the announcement was in the announcement not just that it was Tennessee State but that Notre Dame was going to make a commitment to not every year, but say four times in a decade or five times in a decade to to play an HBCU. Do you would that to me? I to me, it's the
1: same exact that, thing. Say, like I, I'd say I'd say look inward. Right. Which is you've got a real problem with it. With like, as I said to somebody, oh, playing HBCU once is definitely going to fool people into thinking Notre Dame isn't hopelessly white. Like I say, this as a white person, you know, who graduated from that university with other white people. You know what I mean? Like, we have a we have a real diversity problem in Notre Dame. They're taking the the tiniest of tiniest steps forward, and then you are taking giant ass leaps backwards. And I can and, and I as a as an alumni club uh, leader, I can I can tell you about the frustrations of trying to find identify. Qualified um, minority uh, students and having and connecting them with the people that just want to go to the the places called Christian Brothers Academy or De La Salle or you know what I mean, just like the schools that they've always recruited from. And, and I came from one of those schools. I'm a beneficiary of one of those schools. I got I got in partially because of the high school that I went to. I, I get all that right, but I'm just saying if you're if you're actually concerned about equality diversity. Playing at HBCU school is 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 a baby step, but you you got to look at your own you got to look at your own house too, and they're not they're not doing enough there. So that's what I think people should be focused on if they are about raising the profile of Black students.
3: And schedule and to the point of scheduling an HBCU school. I mean, are we applauding LSU? Are we applauding LSU for doing it? Because uh, uh, last I checked, um, which is now, they play Southern. <laughs> they play Southern University this season. Are, are, are there going to be glowing stories written about Brian Kelly raising the profile <laughs> of the Southern Jaguars? How about in 2023 when they play Grambling State?
0: Well, of course we not. But I mean, but that's because Notre Dame hasn't been hasn't put themselves in this position ever, where where schools like LSU and Alabama and Florida and, and and all sorts of schools already have done this. Notre Dame has yet to do it, so I mean it is a little bit of patting themselves on the back for it, you know, obviously. Um, and so you know, but they're I, they I, I think Notre Dame obviously is coming out proud to do this. Um, so I mean, and I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Like if if you think this is helping helping out the uh, to raise the profile of HBCUs in a time where they are, there is a, a comeback for the HBCUs in, in a lot of ways. I think a lot of HBCU administrators would say that, no, you're full of shit. <laughs> now, look at, I, I'm looking at my, uh, at, the, at my bank accounts right now for the school and that you're wrong. But within the, within just HBCU football right now with someone like Deion Sanders at Jackson state, Getting top rank recruits, raising the profile that way, so the HBCUs are being talked a lot about a lot more because of the effort from athletics, especially football at those schools. So if Notre Dame's wanting to hitch a wagon into that and chip in, that's great. I I, mean, I honestly think that's that's that is a good thing. I have no problem with that. I do have, like I said, I do have a big problem with. People that are upset that people don't want, Notre, you know, people don't want Notre Dame to go dip down to the FCS, and that doesn't mean that they're racist. Doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean that they're stupid. Brady Quinn wasn't. And you know, by the way, I think those I think those people would have the same objections
1: if we had announced we were going to play Dayton, Duquesne, Fordham, Georgetown, Holy Cross, uh, Sacred Heart, St. Francis, or Villanova.
0: Right? Well, like, Holy. Well, Holy Cross holds a special place in OFD. Hmm. Uh, so that well, actually I mean, would have
1: actually would have been, <laughs> been is Philip's excited about the HBCU thing, too. So, like, I, what I, I guess the point I'm making, which is like, I think people the 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 objection that people uh, that I saw people making was not to. The 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 fact that it was Tennessee State, it was the fact that they were taking it down to FCS. So no FCS opponent would have been acceptable. So this the idea that somebody said, well, if you're not with Tennessee State, then you're somehow, you know, you don't get it or whatever. Like, I think that Brady Quinn would have been just as upset if they had announced St. Francis as if they had announced Tennessee State.
0: And that's why I felt the absolute need to tweet out the best tweet of the week. And that was that the real tragedy here is that Notre Dame continues to schedule yeah. Navy. And we talked about this before the podcast. I can't believe there was that many people out there that followed one foot down that didn't really understand my whole <clears throat> mantra behind this whole Navy thing. And, you know, I, I get the classic, know your history, you know, that's, that's like every other hate tweet. Is, it was that, um, you know, hating the troops, I'm unpatriotic, all this fucking nonsense. It, I it, feel
1: like I got, the people that say, like, Know your history, 99% of those people not only don't know it, but they know less than we do about this. They've looked into it less than we have. It, I, right. the, the, the fact I that I know the history is a, is a, one of the main reasons why I'm so continued <laughs> opposed to this doing this annually.
3: I think, so, we, I, as a podcast, I think we can all say unequivocally. Well, let me pose it to you because I don't want to speak for you. I personally am more offended that Notre Dame plays Navy every year than the fact that they scheduled an FCS opponent. Oh, I
1: would, yes. def- I, I would definitely take yes. Tennessee State on this schedule if it meant getting rid of Navy every year. Absolutely. I'd, I'd make that trade Absolutely.
3: 100 times. Out of I, 100. I would make that trade 100 out of 100 times. Absolutely. I'd, I would I'd replace no, Navy. That question was FCS. actually – yeah. That, I think that question
0: was posed on a message board somewhere. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I would take the tra- trade off in a heartbeat. When, when Navy is such a problem on the schedule. And it, listen, and it has nothing to do with injuries. Nothing. Now, now there, there may be some truth to the injury thing. I don't care. That's not why I don't want to schedule them every year. It's because it makes no sense other than just to like – it's just another stick-in-your-chest-out thing for Notre Dame. Like, See – the Wookie life that it, it, it's just it's so it's such nonsense, and the fact that Notre Dame bends over backwards, like Navy is the is the problem here. Navy is is to blame for the the, the schedule woes. Yeah, it just is. You know the what I, I did a thing about our schedule what about last week or something, Jude? Yeah. Talk about you know looking at the next decade. And I called it, you know, our, our out of conference schedule opponents. And I called our conference was our, you know, five to six, you know, our, our basically our average five ACC opponents, Stanford, USC, and Navy. That's eight. That's what an SEC conference schedule is. Eight games. Notre Dame's conference is that five ACC Navy, Stanford, USC. It's that Navy conference game that has become problematic. The away game is always, and they want to make it a big thing. But the only thing I want is for Notre Dame to win football games and to win a national championship. And the Navy game means less; it does more damage it, than, pl- than pl- You could you could listen. You could have a regular practice week for Tennessee State. Yep. You cannot have a regular practice week for Navy. And you it have to do
3: everything. You you have to do off season too, because um, you know we heard from from a former player that there's sometimes two or more weeks given to implementing the defense that they need to have in order to play Navy that season. So I'm,
0: I'm going to read this. It's from, I'm going to, it's from, it, it, this is from a former Notre Dame football player. I'm not going to say who, but I, I'm going to read this word for word. As a player, it was fun playing Navy. And there is a ton of cool traditions, special uniforms, seeing the alma mater with each other, etc. Out of any team we play, they always talk the most shit, ironically, which makes the games even more fun. However, I do agree with most of the points made against playing them that Jude made, obviously. (laughs) Playing Playing Navy makes the defense practice a particular scheme that is useless other than against triple option teams. So in that sense, it is a wasted week, sometimes two or even more weeks because they start implementing that defense even in fall camp. This is a game where some key player on the ND defense always gets hurt due to the excessive chop blocking by the Navy O-line. No matter how bad Navy is that year, we always get their best effort. For them, playing ND is either the Super Bowl outside of the Army game because of this. The games are often close and doesn't help us in the polls regardless of what their record is because the rest of the country never shows them respect because of the schedule they play. Combining wasted practice weeks with scheme that is not always used in other games throughout the season with injuries that always happen, I see the argument of not wanting to play Navy. There is nothing there that he said that was wrong. Look, there is a there is a neat factor, not a cool factor, a neat factor of what Notre Dame and Navy do, like the the fucking Rip Miller trophy that they each have a piece and it comes together. And and the senior like these these little things, for some reason, it's what Matt Fortuna thinks was the greatest thing about coming out of 2020 and having a real football season was this game. It's which is just absurd. But the points about the the amount of time you have to spend on this team, it's you're trying to win a national championship. If ever if you're bitching about Brian Kelly not not calling up a recruit on the phone at 11 o'clock at night for 15 minutes, then you should be bitching about them wasting two weeks of practice time on a t- on a nothingness. You should be bitching about beating a a really good Navy team, a ranked Navy team. By like thirty five fucking points and getting moved down in the rankings, they moved down a slot that that week. And yeah. fifty two like, twenty, fifty two to twenty. They beat them. Jesus Christ. It is no one cares. No one outside of Notre Dame gives a fuck about Navy until Navy Army at the end of the season. I'm sorry, that is just that is the outside world and how they look at. It. And you may say well, I don't care what they said. It's I think it's cool. It's for Notre Dame. That's fine. Then you can't bitch about all the other stuff that goes with winning a national championship. You're, just, you're not allowed to. If you want Notre Dame to win a national championship and it, it, all that you have got, they've got to have, look, Brian Kelly wasn't wasn't wrong, right? A hundred percent when he says Notre Dame and him weren't, I mean, maybe he, Notre Dame doesn't put all the right play, pieces in place to win a to win a national championship easier. They make it difficult on themselves. Now, maybe we all like to use that as like a, a, a badge of honor, but it's, it, it's one of those things that you can't overlook either. <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is a, it's an impediment playing Navy is an impediment. And now I like the injury stuff. I've, I just, I don't care about, like I, I do, but I'm not, I'm never using that as a reason. It is the reason that this game does not matter to anyone outside of the Notre Dame bubble. It surely is shit. doesn't matter to, to, to pollsters and it sure as shit just doesn't matter to the nation. That's, that's the point I made to,
1: to Nick uh, or before Nick jumped in, which was beating Navy an 11 and two Navy team in 2015 did nothing for you. It did absolutely nothing for you. And, and to say nothing of the fact that if you beat a three and eight Navy team, I, I you did nothing. You just treaded except, water for a week.
0: Except that three and eight Navy team might be like a a ten point win, right? Because thing. <laughs> you know because you could get behind schedule because of the way the option works, and yeah. now it looks even it looks even worse because you just won by ten points against a three and eight Navy team. I, I I mean I
1: I I I'm convinced, and I think maybe Josh you 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 propose this. I'm convinced that once every four years, let every graduating class play Navy one time. I think that's great. I think that we should. That's how we should keep this "quote unquote" tradition alive. But playing them every year is
3: is nonsense. They they, it, they beat a six and six Navy team by seven points in two thousand seventeen. Yep. Yeah. I, I just I don't I don't get it. And it's just
0: it's so it is a week that I just don't I don't care about. Like it, I mean honestly, call it. <laughs> Calling a Notre Dame fan that doesn't want to play, that is sick and tired of having Navy on the schedule, un, unpatriotic, is just the most bizarre way to show your patriotism is to beat up your former,
3: your future leaders of your military. <laughs> what kind of patriotism is that? Do you think – so it kind of got me thinking, too, where nobody cares about the Navy game outside of the Notre Dame bubble. Um. Is a similar thing going to happen with this like after the sort of initial, I guess, glow of of, you know, the rollout and the press conference and everything in twenty twenty three? Nobody outside of the Notre Dame fandom is going to give a damn about this game against Tennessee State. Tennessee State's going to love it because they're going to get a a payday and it's going to help their university, um, you know, Get on national TV and well, maybe not, or probably maybe on Peacock. Um, but but then after that, like America's not gonna care, right? Nobody's tuning in, nobody's tuning in to watch that game because other schools have already played HBCU, they played FCS opponents, like I said, LSU, for years, yeah. Uh, and, Mississippi and, and, State. and Brendan,
1: you're absolutely right. This game was born for Peacock. This game was literally there's collected. no way
0: they put it on Peacock, though. There's there is no there is no way that they do it. I guarantee they have they have a, a, a similarly
3: awful game the next week against my Central <laughs> Michigan Chippewas, which, which will be which will be the game up. Notre Dame is not going to to beat their
0: chests about playing an HBCU. And it's
1: going the home opener.
3: The, yeah, they're not going to put the home opener on. Uh,
0: uh,
1: they put the home opener this year on a Peacock. Yeah, touche, yeah.
3: touche, touche. But that was a
0: Mac. Listen, they're not going to do they're not going to do all this this PR this delayed PR. To put it on Peacock, that is a bad look. That is a terrible look. And that's NBC they, smarter though, right? No, that's even if it is isn't, That's going to be a, Notre Dame's going to trump NBC on that one. They're going. They're just not going to allow it. They're not going to allow it. And NBC. All right. will,
1: I'm I'm willing to make a friendly wager on this because I'm oh, I'm convinced that this is this is a USA Peacock Fighting Irish nope. TV. This is going
0: to of- be. This is this is going to be NBC. NBC guarantee it.
1: Is I don't I know. Think, I, is Eddie Robinson still alive? Because they'll put him in the booth
0: so. You know, NBC was the one that did the Eddie Robinson classic for years too. With Southern and Grambling. They were the ones that had the <laughs> well the, broccoli, you, brawl, the broadcast we right did, forever.
1: They did broadcast the Nerd Aid Kansas game, which was also an Eddie Robinson uh dealio. I don't remember
0: what yeah, they did. Eddie called Robinson's that. got a lot of classics. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is definitely gonna be an NBC game. They're not gonna they're not gonna put this up. That, that's such a terrible look. So, like, put yourself out like this and, you know, with the press conference and all that stuff and say how important it is and then put it on Peacock. There's no way that they do that. There's none.
3: But this is just for Notre Dame fans to, I guess, justify and feel good about scheduling an FCS opponent. I think if we're going to be.
1: I think you could have done this with a Catholic university, by the way.
3: I think if you're going to be. But but to feel good about it. Right. Because it gets you points. It gets you like social points. To to at least spin it this oh, it definitely way more gets, so it
1: definitely gets you woke points yeah you're you, you definitely
3: so I, I mean ultimately that's that's kind of like if you needed to schedule an FCS opponent like for one you know I, I'd rather they do something like this than just you know I think if if you want to if you want to
1: if you want to get maximize the number of things you do for as little as you actually do I think scheduling an HBCU team is absolutely the right play. No, nowhere, yes. nowhere, yes. where else are you going to get so much positive publicity for literally doing um, something for for one Saturday?
0: Yeah, it's not the positive play doesn't come from. It's not. The it's State. not going to
1: change anything about Tennessee State or HBCUs or anything. It's not. Oh, now that Notre Dame played them, like, like as. You, we have now mentioned three times on this podcast. We are not the first university to play HBCUs. We're not breaking the segregation barrier here. We're not saying Notre Dame says it's okay, and therefore Alabama can now schedule them. Like everyone's been doing this, and it Mississippi hasn't
3: changed. State, yeah, Mississippi State played them last the damn year.
1: Thing. Yeah. It Doesn't have to change the damn thing. They're just another school that gets a pay payday from us. It's a buy game.
0: So, so I want to bring this up because I think that, I think that ultimately, ultimately, this is the more the more important point. Because it deals with the most important thing, I think what what Brady Quinn was trying to say, I think makes sense, and I think people that are upset that Notre Dame is dipping into the FCS pool because of the the whole problems with data points and all that makes sense in twenty twenty three. However, I think all of this, every single bit of it, is a moot point. Because once they ex- finally do expand the playoff, which is going to happen, it's not not going to happen. It just didn't happen as quickly as we thought. None of the shit's going to matter. You know, they're gonna ha- the expanded playoff is right up Notre Dame's alley. This is not going to matter. Like th- as far as like this is going to keep them from being the number five seed, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so all of the, I just think anyone making the argument out there that Notre Dame is trading away a chance for national championships that they schedule this way, while they while it may affect them in 2023, even though if they do the rest of their business, they should be just fine, it's not going to matter in the future because once the playoffs hit, once the, the expanded playoffs hit, it ain't going to fucking make a difference. Notre Dame's going to be in. I mean, it's just it, – to me, it's like it's. To me, it's an argument about a whole bunch of nonsense that isn't going to be around in a few years. You guys agree? Um, as far as far as far as the data points go, and the what wins you have, it may it may affect. Uh, people, but we but we already. Yeah, I right mean, now. I think if it stays the same, I don't think I'll be where they want it. Notre Dame could be twelve and zero and still only be a five seed
3: if they get that plan. Now that plan is probably getting scrapped, but you know just putting that out there. So last year's schedule, it certainly would not have been advantageous to have this on there. But in 2023, I think like you, like you alluded to earlier, well, if, the if they expand the
0: playoffs, down. Notre Dame would have been in it with, with Tennessee
3: state on there. That's true.
0: I mean, just take out, um, who was, who was Toledo. a bomb on the schedule last year? Take out Toledo. Yeah. And, and insert Tennessee state and Notre Dame in and, in an expanded playoff year. Notre Dame's in no doubt. Yeah,
3: and it would have been so, time when they took off.
1: Yeah, I I texted I texted a friend in Notre Dame and I said I hate that I this bothers me at all. It shouldn't bother me. It's 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 scheduling. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, you know, I, I know that I will get over this, and I think in three years we'll probably have a laugh about how I got upset about an FCS team being added to a schedule, but it just. The, the rollout was very weird the, the way they the, sold it, the, the way they sold it was was very awkward and, and to be honest with you like I stand by my original statement which was I honestly thought more of the Ohio State connection between Marcus Freeman and Eddie George initially than recognizing the fact that Tennessee State was an HBCU like honestly just didn't even it didn't even occur to me. I just thought Eddie George and I thought
0: these fucking so, guys so I guess let me let me ask you guys this. In this day and age, like, would you consider like, like branding and getting things, making things more public knowledge is pretty important, right? The most important, yeah. Like like that's that, right. It's, it's what, it's what every social media manager's job is to do. So I guess in a sense, Tennessee state absolutely is and Notre Dame together has already won because as all three of us have admitted we didn't know – we didn't realize Tennessee State was an HBCU until shortly after the announcement, right? Yeah. So when we talk about raising the profile, I guess in a sense like if you're trying to raise the profile, part of that is educating the public, which you know everyone loves educating the public. But educating the public about what schools are, and I, I think in a, in, a, in a very real way, they already did the job. You know what I mean? Like they've they all they have already made a lot of fans that were unaware aware. Now, how much that matters, I don't know, but I do know in this day and age, getting your name out, branding, all that is ridiculously important, and it feels like that they already knocked one out with that, right? Even with the just absolutely terrible way Notre Dame rolled this out. Like
3: the only way that it would have any sort of like Tangible impact though is if Tennessee State beat Notre Dame. Right? Well, I mean, you could you could make a case
0: for just a close loss, like a, a valiant effort.
3: Yeah, I yeah, yeah. If it was a close game and like Notre Dame was down going into the fourth oh, oh. if Notre Dame was down going into the fourth quarter or whatever and it was a close game. Um yeah, don't you I, dare I don't monkey paw this. I, I could see that, but <laughs> I'm staying out of it. Yeah, you're okay. the one with the monkey paw. But yeah, I, like,
0: other you than that maybe off the schedule. I mean I bring on a world pandemic.
3: Yeah. Um but yeah, other than that, like I don't I don't know. I I appreciate I appreciate that if they're gonna rip the FCS band aid off that this is the, the way that they decided to do it, um, the rollout stunk. I don't want the band aid to have been pulled off. I think is the overarching thing for me, um, and, and it's just, not. Just I'm not a bad guy too, though, for Not wanting the FCS band aid pulling off.
0: Just to reiterate too, what
3: Brett, what Brendan said there: the rollout stunk.
0: The press conference was good. Yeah. Was oh, re- it was, great. was really yeah. good. Yeah. So the press conference. That's was what. Well, we mean like the, the such a long delay between finding that out to the press conference is what stunk. The press conference was great. It actually, I don't say ch- changed my mind, but I mean, at least it put me a little more at ease, and, yeah. but it also made me angrier that people were just making this a big cat fight. And it should have never been, it, it it didn't have to be that way.
3: Yeah. I mean, well. it's just the two online people who are too online. Um, just, I don't know. It's a, the, the average Notre Dame fan is going to be tuning in on the 23rd because they don't they don't uh, you know, the average Notre Dame fan doesn't know this is scheduled. My wife didn't know it was scheduled. Um, you know, I'm sure her, her family doesn't know it's scheduled. My parents don't know it's scheduled. I know it's scheduled, but like they don't know that. And they're going to say they're playing Tennessee State. What is this is it what they're going to say. And then, you know, during the broadcast, they'll they'll mention the stuff and and prop it up for, you know, because they're going to have a lot to talk about, hopefully. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of stuff to a lot of non football things to talk about in the second half.
0: And so I, I want to make this clear too. I, I want to talk about 2023 here real quick. So 2023 is a year where Notre Dame has, um, six ACC games. This is you know, the, sometimes we have four, sometimes we have six and averages yeah. around five. This is a six ACC game, uh, season, I believe. Right. We got
3: I'm going to go through here. All the haters are coming back, by the way.
0: What do you mean all the haters?
3: Um, Well, drive time, drive time, Louisville. Oh, uh, Dave Dorn and Ducey. Mike, Mike Elko. Yeah, Mike Elko. Possibly
0: David Shaw. Davos. Twenty twenty three is a lit schedule. So listen, you might need your life. For this schedule, it's the kind of
1: schedule that Chase Winovich would want to make a t shirt out of.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's actually more interesting than at first glance. So, look, Notre Dame going to Dublin to play Navy. It's and I love the fact that FBS Schedules has this as NBC/slash Peacock.
3: Yeah, they do uh, have that. Like, pe- that game's going to be on Peacock.
0: Well, it's a CBS game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It is a CBS ES- game because it's uh, ES- the Navy game. Yeah, ESPN. So someone, someone write it out to FBS and let them uh, schedules and let them know that, uh, then you come home, you got, you got your Tennessee state game and then two weeks later, cause you need a bye week after Tennessee state to take on Brendan McElindon's central Michigan fighting. Chippewa. I, think,
3: I think they're going to slide one of those ACC opponents in there. Yeah, in the I, season. I, I think you're probably right.
0: Yeah. Cause there, there's what four TBA. Yeah. Four TBAs on there. So you got Central Michigan uh, to end uh, September. You got Ohio State in Notre Dame Stadium. You got USC in Notre Dame Stadium. You have Wake Forest in Notre Dame Stadium. You go to Clemson. You go to Stanford. You go to Duke. You go to Louisville. You go to NC State, and you have Pitt at home. So we already know Stanford's going to be the the last game of the season. And that was my other great tweet putting out there. Let's talk about the schedule. Let's stop fucking scheduling the season to end in California every year. It is unnecessary, but this is a fun, this is a fun schedule and it's because of what what Brendan said. Maybe we're getting too comfortable with the ACC. I don't know, but there is a lot of villains and enemies on this schedule. I mean, maybe for as much as I hate playing them, at least I could bitch about it all week long, right? This is a all off season long, all off season long. It's a villainous game. Central, it is Eastern Michigan's fucking biggest rival. Fuck Central. Uh, so I'm gonna have Brendan and I are gonna have some skin in that game. Uh, obviously, he's not gonna be say he's not gonna be betting that Central Michigan wins. Uh, but hopefully, Notre Dame beats him up enough where it makes things the easier for Eastern yeah. in the year. Uh, the Ohio State game that's huge. I mean, I that is.
3: I it'll be the out. biggest, it'll be the biggest, uh, I will, I will say this. It will be the biggest game played at Notre Dame stadium with fans in attendance since the Georgia game.
0: How scared are you though, that here comes another red team, uh, to Notre Dame stadium.
3: Uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Notre Dame fans probably have learned their lesson. No. Yeah. It's their bank accounts and they'll have no problem.
0: Uh, dishing it out, letting uh, their state neighbors. It's going to be an invasion. You thought Cincinnati was bad. It's going to get, it's going to be even worse because nothing's going to change.
3: No, I think no the fa- university will have learned from Cincinnati, right? They had, how, how are they going to stop? How they going to stop it? What's tickets go on general sale? It's, they U- will not stop them. it. They
0: cannot stop it. it. And it will not be stopped. And now that it's all streamlined, right? For the secondary market. Yeah, yep. That's all. Right. It's all streamlined. It cannot be stopped. We are going to be in. It's going to look exactly like Cincinnati. It's going to look exactly like Georgia, exactly, exactly. like Nebraska. Nebraska. When yeah. we play Ohio State, I fucking guarantee it. Ohio State loves coming into Indiana and taking over a stadium. They do it to Bloomington every year. Notre Dame isn't Bloomington, but the people selling tickets, they love it. They have no problem with us bitching about. Uh, the Georgia game because they were cashing three thousand uh, dollars, three thousand dollars cash <laughs> for a ticket. What do they care? Uh, but so th- that's going to be a huge game. SC maybe they maybe they maybe Lincoln Riley's got them humming a little bit by twenty twenty three. That could be a big game. Uh, Wake Forest, look, Wake Forest is tricky. Wake Forest is tricky. Um, God damn it, who's Wake Forest's head coach? Uh, Clawson. Awesome. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's another, well, that's another mini, yeah, it's another mini villain. That's another mini villain. Davos Sweeney and Clemson. Who's their, who's their offensive coordinator? Oh.
1: Michael, uh, oh, tip long, right? No, that's true. No,
3: Tech. That's, that's Georgia Tech's.
0: Tech. Yeah.
3: And Del Alexander's new home. That would be the, that would be, if they had Georgia Tech on the schedule it would complete the, uh, the villainous ACC schedule.
0: Well, I mean, look, there's no Miami or Florida State on this, and at the same at the same time, I'm just like, I'm. This is a nice lineup of ACC schools in my mind, just based off of the fun that we have on podcast talking about these schools and these and coaches. Warren Ruggiero. Warren
3: Ruggiero. But I mean, Clawson basically runs the offense, right? Because it's the offense. Yes. Yeah, the claw offense with slow mesh points and. Slow developing run plays that drive you nuts. I mean,
0: you just don't walk into Wallace Wade Stadium against the Mike <laughs> Elko defense and, and put up 45 points with a seasoned Tyler Buckner quarterback. You just don't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just there's I to me, this schedule
3: looks fun, right? I mean. Just – but not at the start. Like this is one of those ones where it's the first three weeks of the season were basically just what does the Navy outcome mean for the Ohio State game? What does the Tennessee State game mean for the Ohio State game? What is central <laughs> – we get to read that article for three straight weeks leading into the Ohio State game. What so is which, each one yeah, of these?
0: which one of these four – the four TBAs are Duke, Louisville, NC State, and Pitt. Which one of those Duke. are – it's got to be an away game. So it says it's not going to be Pitt.
3: It's not going to be Pitt. Pitt will be in so November. It's either,
0: it's either Duke, Louisville or NC state. Which one of those three do we
3: slide in between Tennessee state and central Pitt probably is senior day, right? Cause they need to have senior day scheduled. So Pitt. Yeah. And they're just, they're not going to put that many home games all up front. Yeah. So Pitt will be senior day. Um, my guess is that it's probably Duke and they put the bye week uh, before USC, so, um, they'll have the the game after Ohio State will be Duke, and then they'll have a bye week. Then USC, then probably you know NC State or Louisville. Oh, and then um, they'll have a bye week after Clemson.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just think 2023 is interesting enough. I'm not overly like concerned about I'm just not overly concerned about the data points, I guess, on the on this one. And again, if Notre Dame rolls out a a 12-0 season, who what's it going to make a difference? Right. If they're 11-1 with a close loss to say Ohio State
3: at home, You'd be you be concerned if you beat Clemson, you're pretty good because you take and, the ACC out of the equation and maybe, maybe SC is really good. We don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe NC state's rolling, you know, and at least, you know, maybe they're a, they're a nine, 10 win team that season. as a surprise, Stanford's probably going to be trash forever and we yeah. should drop playing Stanford too, but you should.
2: You
0: know, yeah. I mean, Jude, let me ask you, cause you do a lot of the, the FOAs for us and the, it's the, the, the schedules. So I, my second trying to put out the Tennessee State Fire tweet was about, after the Navy one, was about, you know, ending the season in California. It's stupid and we should stop mm. doing
3: it. Well, they've done it every year since Time Immoral. So. Right, uh, right. right. <laughs> and by Time Immoral, I mean Bob Davey implemented it in 1999. Right. So stay. I, like, I read a
1: lead Stanford. the other day about. I read, I read a lead the other day about Tennessee state breaking a tradition that went all the way back to 1899 that we'd never played an FCS team. And I was thinking, hmm, I don't think FCS even existed until 2000 and what year was that? I mean, it's been in the yeah, last we get what, pretty, 15 years, right?
0: And that's the funny thing too, though, because we get pretty loose with it's what division one double a
3: right. Or division. Right. Yeah.
0: We get pretty loose when we say never play because, you know, Iowa pre flights on there uh, Chicago Dennis School
3: was somebody on there. Ju- was it, was somebody was high school. Somebody jumped on Jude's, uh, Jude's assessment of it. Iowa flight was a number one team in the nation, or something. Number two team yeah, in the no, nation.
1: I no, pre- pre- Preflight was legit. The uh, the other ones like, were. You know, the Haskell Indians or whatever. That I mean, that's look, Drake was legit. I mean, what you what you had to do in nineteen twenty and nineteen the nineteen teens and the nineteen twenties to get games when literally the the Big Ten was blackballing you is this far cry from from saying, oh, well, you know, we did it in the 1920s, so why wouldn't we do it in the 2020s? Like, uh, the brand's a little bit different in 100 years. So right. I did not find that argument persuasive because we no, played that- Haskell te- 100 years ago. Therefore, Tennessee State isn't breaking any tradition.
0: But what I'm saying is, though, the usage of the word never right. gets used loosely. Yeah. Is all, is all I'm saying. Like you can't, you can't say that with a straight face when you know what the schedule looks like from night from 1899 to through 1925. I mean, just come on. It's, and it's fine, you know, but, but, but but the problem is Notre Dame propped that up more than the fans did. Notre Dame propped themselves up as the, as a team that never played, you know, division one, two, a, or FCS, whatever they want to call it. They're the ones that prop that up because that's a selling point for, for you as an independent team. So to think that people are, after all these years of indoctrination, are just going to flip because you say so, is pretty naive. You know, it just makes no sense. But Jude, my, point, my question to you was, I mean, first of all, Stanford doesn't have to be the end of the season. We can go out to Stanford. We can still go out to California. That's not, I'm not saying we don't go out to play California, but we can still go out to California in like, I don't know, October, like when they, or September, when they come to play us in South bend, it's, they don't have the, the weakness of SC where they re, they re absolutely refuse to play Notre Dame in November. Like, that's a Notre Dame thing. Notre Dame can make, can make that happen. They can make the Stanford game, not the last game of the season on the road on the,
3: uh, what is that on the odd years? Let Stanford finish their season with Cal. Right?
0: But, so to my point was what what the fuck's what's the point of Stanford? Is it just to play in California? Yes. Why aren't we playing why aren't we playing UCLA then? Why aren't we playing Cal more
3: often then? Why I mean, aren't we playing well, why aren't and we and playing it, where we recruit? Play the final well, game of the season against Georgia Tech. Well the the other I mean, the other thing that's funny, right? Or go play Houston is
1: like you. <laughs> We, we talk about this all the time with Holtz, right? Oh, it's such a tradition. It, went, it goes all the way back to Lou Holtz, right? The Stanford <laughs> yeah. thing, like, we don't we don't have a long uh, history of playing Stanford. I, I get that, that we played Stanford in the Rose Bowl in 1925, but that doesn't mean we were playing – we were consistently playing Stanford. That was very scattershot. There was times that we played Stanford. There was times – a long time we didn't play Stanford, right? And then Stanford came back on the schedule as a necessity – exactly as you explained it, so that they could keep um, the coach out there and the personnel out there to start recruiting California. Well, guess but what? We
0: have Jets. Prior,
1: prior, well, and also and priorities change, right? Which is, you know, maybe you don't need to be in California. Maybe, you, as Brendan just mentioned, you need to be in Georgia. Right, and so the idea that you're locking yourself into this and then calling it tradition and saying, "Well, we need to play Stanford because we've always played Stanford." Hell, no, you haven't played always no. played Stanford. Well, That's wholly a construct of the Davy era.
3: The first point. They didn't play. They didn't play Stanford outside the month of October until 1999. Yeah. One of the points made by
0: by one of the uh, I, I, he's a current student right now. I, I don't know his name, but. I Uh, I know he's a current student. He tweeted at me or messaged me or whatever. One of the points that he made about ending the, making the last game of the season in California every year was that if it was in South bend, they would have a real issue with, because of the timing of students being able to be at that game and just, and just the overall attendance of the game. And he's absolutely right. He's not wrong, but why? I mean, it, does senior day have to be a patsy? I mean, lots of the last games of the season are like team's biggest rivals and it's part of what makes things great. And what is because of the, 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 the chance of a, of a loss to a hate to someone. Why couldn't Clemson be the last game of the season? Why couldn't, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to because go about South this. Carolina. Why can't right. USC? Right. right. But you, you know what, know, you get what I'm problems. saying though, Jude, right? Like you could schedule up a tougher opponent.
3: I'll solve this problem re- immediately. USC is the last game of the season. Regardless, <laughs> I mean, problem solved. It, Boom. they won't do it? They won't SC do it. will not do it. No, they won't do it. But you solved the problem right there. SC, last game of the season. Guess what, boys? Bundle up. It's November twenty seventh. You're coming to. You're coming to South Bend. By the way, by the way, Brendan,
1: that would actually be unpopular with a lot of people that really look forward to going to see that USC game and don't want to sit in the cold. Fuck that! I I, I, look. I that USC game is like just speaking again from an alumni club perspective. That I can sell out a bus in October to go see USC. There's not. There's not another person on that schedule that will is an automatic sellout.
3: How many jackets would Greg wear? How, <laughs> how, he, how many do double jackets jammies. like he's double, double jamming jammies. his kids. He'd be double jacketing. himself. The, so.
0: the shame of the shame about playing SC in October is, is, is also one of the, the great things. Notre Dame USC in South Bend is almost always some of the best fall weather of oh, the yeah. fucking year is that Saturday. It is, it is typically great weather for Notre Dame SC in South Bend. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, I've been to... Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know how how fucking many, but it has been few and far between where it has been, like, bad weather. Like it is... A
3: lot of it's sunny. A lot of it is very fall-like in nature. 2005 was a beautiful day. About um, oh, 2017 was a 70-degree day.
0: Yeah. I, I think 99, oh. the, come, the comeback game against SC was pretty shitty weather, though. Wasn't that yeah. a rainy day? Yeah, that was not... That Hell, shit. even the Oklahoma game was a rainy day too. I think in 99 West West Virginia in 2001, was very rainy. So yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. But for generally for most of the, the SC games in South Bend that I've known my, in my life, it's usually a, a great weather day. Early October th- is the best time of year. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I get that. I get that. And for I, I, what I thought, I guess what, I, what you, I thought you were going to get to Jude was because I was just going to explode. (laughs) Well, are the, as the fan base that is like, well, there's so many people that want to end up, you know, they want to end up in California. These alumni for the last game. I don't fucking care. I don't care that the alumni want a warm weather last game. Go to the fucking bowl game. I don't care that you want to end up in LA, which by the way is shitty weather. Every fucking
3: year we play them. (laughs) At SC. <laughs> only, you it's, know what, Notre Dame, the reason it has to be Notre Dame that last game of the year, because Southern California doesn't get rain otherwise, unless Notre Dame. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> it's uh, bring
0: it, Yeah. Bring the rain. Uh, I think Toto could, could write a new song for that. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's just it's I don't fucking care what the alumni want. I do not care. I do not care to to make their game day experience better. I don't fucking care. That is not what this is supposed to be about. Everything you are an independent that determines your own schedule. Everything you should do with your schedule is should be nothing but geared towards winning, winning, winning. Period. However that however that is, if you got a fucking schedule, UNLV, whatever. My, by the way, my wife is absolutely obsessed uh, with this UNLV game because it's the game I told her that I was gonna, that I would. Be in the stands with her and the kids, mm-hmm. for and she's she, she has no idea who UNLV is and thinks they are they, thinks they are like on St. Francis Fort Wayne level. What the mm. fuck is that UNLV? So, <laughs> so if you hear me bring up UNLV, five, five a slammer, rebs, yeah. just say
1: five a slamma. No, that's not five a
0: slamma. I was, I not showed her I even showed her uh the the new picks of Allegiant when UNLV plays there. I'm like, look at the stadium they play in, and it, it does nothing for. Her. She's so. She's like, why? Why can't we go to Clemson? I'm like, well, I'll be at Clemson, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be down in the bowl. <laughs> sorry,
1: <laughs> I'm not paying for Clemson prices. She's either. welcome to come to Central New York and watch them
0: play in the dome. <laughs> yeah, the maybe the curse would get broken that way. <laughs> but yeah, everything about the schedule needs to be about winning. Just fucking winning. That's what's gonna make that's gonna that's what's gonna make anything else better. This whole this whole argument about Tennessee State is just absolutely gotten out of control for no, if, not for no reason, but for absurd reasons. And it doesn't have to be that way. Just go funnel your schedule to win. That's what that's what needs to get done.
3: Drop cool. Nate because it does you absolutely no good. Tennessee state does you more favors than baby. Well, Tennessee state is fumbling your schedule to winning. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's ultimately what it comes down. Like if, if, if we're going to be real about it, it is, it is a game set up to allow Notre Dame to have a better chance to win a national title in 2023 beyond everything else. It is a game that they scheduled because that game gives them the best chance to win a title.
0: Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. That, that whole, like I said, the whole FCS thing, I think at first it bothered me because again, I am in, as indoctrinated as anybody else about that being a selling point for the university, for the football program. But once you get past that, which you should be able to get past it pretty quickly. If you think about the modern era of football, I think that, it, you know, then you got to just, just got to look at it from a practical standpoint. All right. That's a W. That helps us win a national championship. And by the year 2025, 2026, or whatever, we're going to be in an expanded playoffs. None of it's going to fucking matter anyways.
3: They're probably going to schedule another FCS opponent in 25 because they only have 10 teams on the books. They're, I mean, the Band-Aid's pulled off. So um, it's unlikely they do in 24. I don't know. 25, uh, they already have six home games, though. Well, I mean, but but in 20... But in 24, they can't do it because they got two MAC opponents on the board, right, with NIU and Miami. But 25, they only have they only have 10 games on the books, and they don't have a Shamrock Series game. You could play an HBCU team in a neutral site at the Superdome. You well, you could play uh, Southern at the Superdome on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I don't I don't see why you couldn't play Southern if you're gonna have. Uh, FCS opponents, you could play Southern in the Superdome. I mean, why can't you make that a Shamrock Series game? You absolutely would make it a Shamrock Series game because um, Southern's already, you know, what in Shreveport. So yeah, do it. I mean,
0: I, it, yeah, just get Navy off the schedule and we could do anything. <laughs> Navy, Navy is literally anchoring you down, it's sending you to the depths. Anchors you down. Know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know what? I think maybe we should let our friends at Homefield, HomeFieldApparel.com, maybe they should pick Notre Dame's schedule because they seem to do a pretty damn good job with their rollout of excellent vintage collegiate wear. And guess what, boys? There's refreshers on their way. They got refreshers coming up. I sent them the brick dick. Told him to put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Now, listening oh, to something. that, brought, listening to the Extra Points podcast, uh, I know that that's not something they could put together real quick. But why not? Maybe they already did. I, I mean, I was screaming about the brick, brick tick to home field for, uh, for at least a year now. And their so, Easter and collections, need something. Yes, that I, I'm hoping that's on the schedule. I don't, I don't have the heart email connor yet and get told no sorry not this round because i just want to have that hope uh that eastern's on there because if they do i'm going to explode uh but uh anyways yeah so we got a whole new round of refreshers uh you know notre dame just got theirs their uh basketball one that is absolutely stunning with the duncan dunking leprechaun and dude if you have friends like there's weddings coming up, right? Is it wedding season in the summer? Uh, yeah. yeah. Better not be the fall. There yeah, I mean, it's a great gift. Birthdays, you your, weddings. You got your brother
1: uh, understanding that, right, Brandon?
3: Um, trying to. Um, because if it's in the fall, uh, not, especially not
1: his his brother's not attending.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, he's,
1: or he's attending with a with a good wi a solid Wi Fi connection and a phone in his hand at all times.
3: Yeah, if you think he's going to get married on uh September 30th, he's, uh, he's shit out of luck. What you what you do is you show up
0: in a in a fired up chip shirt if you have to absolutely be there. And that's it. No tux. You're just wearing a wear a Central Michigan shirt to the wedding. And uh maybe they'll ask you to leave and then you can go watch the games. <laughs> but if you want the most comfortable gear out there, the coolest looks And and what is now becoming a very wide, very large selection of, uh, of schools uh, for yourself or for friends, go down over to home field, homefieldapparel.com, use the code one foot, save 15% off your first order. Uh, Just do it. Jude's happy with his stuff. Brendan's happy with his. I'm happy with mine. I love my collection of shirts. My wife made comment about it the other day. Said it was my favorite thing I collected because I don't, I don't collect anything. I'm not a big memorabilia person, but I do love a good shirt and I got a lot, a lot of nice ones. So anyways, uh, let's move on guys. Cause we could berate the schedule for until the 2027 season.
3: I would <laughs> jump in my Tesla X and drive around town <laughs> and berate the schedule. <laughs> until the cows come home.
1: Just don't make me drive six hours or spend six weeks on
0: anything. So does Brian, does Brian Kelly really think, I mean, what do you think goes on in his head when he spouts that out as like, that makes him look smart for leaving Notre Dame? Like it's really a bad look for him. I'm not even sure why he's still doing this. He's, He's
1: still agreeing to this interview. Like, I feel like, he should have at least turned the corner on this, right? What what more is there to argue slash say about this?
3: Well, like he said the quiet... Thought. I mean, he needed... It. The quiet part was said out loud. Yeah, but he didn't need
1: that. That's no, cla- that's no. That's a classic Brian Kelly misstep right there, right? It was a classic, Brian. Like he, it, should, he should have said, Ralph, I love you, buddy, but there's really nothing more to say about Notre Dame that I didn't already say months ago when I made this decision, and I'm focused on the LSU spring game.
3: Listen, when the first... Five passes in the hurricane didn't go so hot. This man <laughs> didn't try and stop throwing.
0: Hey, they cancel game. They cancel hurricane games in the SEC. Uh, not so much in the ACC, but the SEC, they do. They do postpone those games. Yeah, so maybe Brian Kelly's feeling a little easier about that.
3: Yeah. So he, he had a, an interview with Ralph Russo uh, for the AP in which he basically showed his ass. I don't understand how he comes out looking good.
0: Does he? And it's a very short article. Like, it's not very. No, it was not a whole lot of detail in there. Like he got the quotes. It was very Festivus. And and that's not against, that's not against Ralph. I'm just saying that what, I guess I was expecting when I opened it up to have a, a, a more, like a
3: bigger opus of Brian Kelly's side of the story. And it wasn't. I kind of expected this article to be written on December 23rd, which is Festivus, because it was an airing of grievances that he didn't want to recruit, which is what he said. He said he wanted to get into his Tesla X and drive around to areas close that, um, you know, Houston's only four hours away, that all of the recruits are in state, which was sort of the less miles – the less miles – you know model where you don't need the state the Jim Trussell model yeah you just set up you set up shopper in your state yeah. and then you take the long drive um you know a little bit to to get some Houston. additional kids yeah Houston yeah. in this case but like I, 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 and then he talked about getting fat on Louisiana food and he talked about that he didn't get the the uh, cafeteria that he wanted from Jack Schwarbrick.
0: Well, he didn't get it as quickly as I mean, he, wanted. he He admitted that that was likely coming, but wasn't getting there for him fast enough, which look, no name moves. I, at by the sales way, pace. I understand. I do understand the uh, the, the grievance there for sure.
1: I, I did think it was funny that Swarbrick declined to comment in the story, which is which is good because it's just like the, the stories you don't need to keep it going right. You don't need to keep giving oxygen to the story. But they did manage to have one person from the university go on the record and be like, We had that check ready to go. I just uh, just want to be clear about that. And it's like, all right, well <laughs> <laughs> the goog's nowhere uh, close to being transitioned I, I, in the way that I Brian really Kelly wanted it. So
0: I really wish I could have heard Brian Kelly say the phrase out loud, they're just giving prepared food. Like I wanted <laughs> I wanted to hear the disdain in his voice. Like when you show up to a to a like what I bitched about in the last podcast about showing up to Oh, the, the restaurant, the restaurant right in,
3: Fort and, yeah, in Fort Wayne, an like, upscale Applebee's. Yeah,
0: the
1: upscale I Applebee's. Think it would, it's, it's did you ever state watch of my place,
0: th- place when I had to order what I had to order.
1: Did, did you ever watch any of the documentaries about the fire festival? I imagine it was much like that, with the uh, yeah. with the people being opening up their little uh, styrofoam containers and seeing the like half-assed, pack, it's, like, or yeah, it's the like cheese uh, sandwiches.
0: Oh, it's like from the newsroom. When uh, Jim gets on the bus for the Romney campaign, and every day the lunch is nothing but turkey and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> every day was a turkey and cheese sandwich uh, for, the, uh, for <laughs> the reporter bus. But, anyways, yeah, I just, I want to hear, I, I would like to hear Brian Kelly's disdain in talking about the prepared food because it's funny, like how, it's just funny how guys can go 180s, right? like you like you're the you're the the head of the program you're the the most visible person of the program Yeah, just hey, going out house. there going out there and you're selling it and then it boils down to you're making close to the same money but you just want to get lazier and have better f- and eat better so just say it
3: like i went down to louisiana for better food and, and less they drive do. time they do have better food and he does have less drive time in this Tesla X. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's to me, it just feels like all
0: comedy. Like this, this, th- something isn't adding up, you know, if, if he was urban Meyer, we'd be talking about, well, maybe he knocked up a secretary, but you just know that's not the case here. So it just makes it that much funnier. Like just the way that, uh, the way, that, what, he, what he says about his, this whole
3: thing about leaving is just really, it's about the chef. <laughs> it's, uh, I think the, the, the juxtaposition that works out really well is um, Brian Kelly in this interview complains about having to travel for six weeks for recruiting. And the man who's hired to replace him, not even 24 hours into the job, is on a plane for the next, what, two weeks? visiting every single recruit in the cl- in the 2022 class to try and lock it down like brian kelly is complaining about having to go out and do these things and the guy they hired to replace him is doing the things that he didn't want to do so th- then when he says you know uh, both I-, I and the of un- university you know I came to you know i I did everything that I could and and they kind of reciprocated that, like yeah, I mean there needed to be well it,
0: Kelly made it out to be a lot like yeah, he did what he could, and with freeman it's always already done more in that's in that in that sense, like the way that Freeman has been recruiting. As since he's been a head coach at Notre Dame, right? He's already put in more effort and gotten better results. You know, we're seeing what's going on, and it's just like so. Brian Kelly's top effort isn't as good as Marcus Freeman's top effort. Not in the
3: recruiting. That, that's, yeah, not yeah. The that's recruiting. not yeah.
0: not in the recruiting. That to me, that number one, that's not new. That's not news. That's just that's just not that's common knowledge. Carter, Carter Carl's sort of holds yeah. back the curtain. <laughs> on that but jude's right like how do you agree to this like this interview why why are you i I don't understand why brian kelly even feels the need to have to explain himself at this point
3: he's because he's gonna have a bad team this year i i think what it boils down to is that brian kelly is gonna and he knows that he's going to have a bad year team this year because they are going to have a bad team this year i'm not sold on that oh it's not going to be great it's they don't have the roster. A lot of guys left. Um, it is. They are not going to be particularly good this year. Here is
0: here is LSU's 2022 football schedule. Yeah. Uh, start out Florida State loss from dome that, that <laughs> Brian Kelly in Florida State. Yeah. Uh, then the, Southern. Hey, propping up HBCU. Good job. LSU. Good job, Brian Kelly. Mississippi State. New Mexico <laughs> at Auburn. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee at Florida. Yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. Hey, then you get that bye week right before you welcome in Nick Saban to your state, into your house. I'm telling you this is a, a sub-500 team. You go to Arkansas. Uh, you get UAB. Yeah, that's a win. And then Texas
3: A&M. At Texas a and yeah.
0: I, I so mean, they play UAB, UAB instead of the uh, instead of the SoCon, uh, probably because they got Southern earlier in the season. But wow, um,
3: I mean, I see, I see, I see seven losses easy. I don't know. So It'd you'll be, be, taking any,
1: uh, oh, yeah, be taking the under on any prop bets. Oh, yeah, I'll be taking the under. I
0: think I think broadcast. it's Coach Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Let's see. Let's just see if that adds up. Florida State, LSU wins. I don't have any confidence in Florida State at all. And Brian Kelly's a better coach. So I don't care what's being put out there. It's going to be, yeah, they beat Florida State. Southern, that's two wins. Mississippi State in Baton Rouge. That could be a win. Yeah, I'll give I'll give I'll give the edge to LSU on that. That's three. New Mexico, that's four. You're losing to
3: Auburn. Yeah. You're gonna lose to Tennessee too. Yes, you are. And you're going to Gainesville for Florida. <laughs> you're losing that. You're losing
0: to Ole Miss. You sure there are. Lane losing to Alabama. Lane Kiffin's revenge. Losing to Alabama. God damn, you could probably lose to Arkansas.
3: You could lose to Arkansas, right? Probably you probably losing to Arkansas. UAB is a fifth win, and then Texas A&M's lost number seven. Hey, Kyle Field too. Yeah, that's the seven loss team, right? And and you're and you're taking Florida State off the the bucket. I I think he opens up with a now.
0: Florida no, State, no, but no, you're giving way too much credit to Florida State. Maybe I am. way too much, way too much, way way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's not going to be a good PR time for BK. I don't think now, now now just for argument's sake, let's say, but let's say Brian Kelly gets eight or nine wins out of the schedule. Just say, just say he does. That's fucking dead. that's huge. And that, I think that, that
3: would prove a lot of the brilliant Brian Kelly apologists. You're beating Lane Kiffin. If you're getting to 10 wins, You know what? He's got a – well, I'm not
0: going to dive too much more in LSU. I was just looking at their 2023 schedule. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to – this is going to be a tough season for BK. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he took the interview because he really wanted it known before the bad press comes in because uh, he's going to be taking some drubbins this year. I don't know. Easier way to win a national championship,
3: right? Yeah. You, I mean, when you got to play Alabama every year, it's much easier. Guaranteed yeah. to play Alabama every year.
0: I mean, I don't even care how good Auburn is. Go go play Auburn at Auburn is, is not.
3: No, it's not fun.
0: No, not even when they're not good. It's not easy. Going to Gainesville isn't fun. Those nipples are going to be so rock hard. So hard in Gainesville with that, that sweat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do you think BK pulls out the Mad Hatter white LSU visor full time? I haven't oh. seen what he's been wearing.
3: A lot of purple. A lot of tucked in shirts.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah, I don't know. Jude, what do you think about? I mean, do you think – so? You, you were happy with Swarbrick not saying anything. At what point is this done? Like honestly, like, we're we're all, we're back on this podcast, and I'm I'm someone who's like, I don't fucking care anymore. Well, we said that two podcasts ago, and here I am talking about it, mainly because it's fun, because it's just so BK to talk about not working hard.
3: Judas, the the chairman of the <laughs> let's stop talking, let's stop giving right, our attention so, to the BK So
0: when, did, when when does this stop? stop for everyone
3: or I mean mostly the majority
0: stop, for the majority yeah like is it does it not matter does like is this season as if LSU's on their way to seven losses as Brendan and uh, is proclaiming is that just going to be like party time for for ND I, I ND think it's
1: Honestly, I think it stops when he dies. I, and this is such a morbid. <laughs> is such a morbid thing to say. But like, Brian Kelly apparently cannot stop talking about Notre Dame, and it's it's kind of embarrassing. I think Paci should say, "Look, you know, that was that's 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 your old girlfriend. Like, why don't we focus on the new the new uh, the new Tesla X that we get to drive around? I
3: hope I hope those recruits don't live more than 150 miles away. <laughs> That round triple <laughs> takes off <out> the battery.
1: <laughs> look, I, I, like, you know, you spend that many years with a program, you're going to always get asked about it. Um, look, does, do I think that he could have a good relationship with Notre Dame after he retires? Yeah, I mean, look, hell, they people love seeing Jerry Faust on campus. And, I mean, he's a, he a yeah, great guy. They, what, just he didn't, he, he didn't, didn't
3: leave Notre Dame. They wanted, they asked them to leave. Right? Yeah. I understand. Put the dogs on this porch. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, we're not, but we're not asking. I mean, no one's asking I, I, Rice, Bob Davey to come back.
1: I, 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 honestly, I honestly think that if Ty Willingham wrote a book and wanted to sign it at the bookstore, he'd have a line out the door. You know what I mean? Charlie Weiss, same deal.
3: I think so. it, and I think it well how uh, is it's, like the narrative. It's been,
1: goes. It's been what? Uh, um, a month since Charlie Weiss had a hot take about. Was it Ukraine last time? I can't remember what he was getting upset about.
3: What was it? Yeah, he had a bad day on Twitter. Was Uh, it about Ukraine? It was not a great take, Charlie.
1: Socialism? Russia? Yeah,
3: it was about socialism, yeah. I can't remember. I was just like, Um, okay. I think it'll end. It'll get to that Charlie Weiss where it's just sort of like we can laugh from afar once. And the Charlie Weiss thing was expedited, too. As soon as Marcus Freeman has that season, it's over. Like Brian Kelly's out of our mouth because we've, we, we, in order to move on, we need Marcus Freeman to coach
1: a yeah, successful season. That's, that's, that is a little bit of a problem, right? Which is we need no Marcus Freeman to have a better season than Brian Kelly, not only I mean, like, like in 2022, but pretty much every year.
0: So yeah. What, I mean, what if, I mean, what if Notre Dame beats Ohio state right away in Columbus? It's over. Brian is that, Kelly's over. That's yeah. over, over and done with.
3: Yep. Then, then we can officially that, say no. Like, because I, I think then we can officially
0: those, say that BK was the problem in the big games.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, first of all, William uh, Hill says Notre, Notre Dame is a ten and a half point underdog in uh, the Ohio State yeah. game. So I saw yeah. that. I saw that. Um it's a but lot. Also, yeah. So that that would be a huge win, obviously. Um, and, but no, it would it wouldn't stop the BK stuff because people would tune in to the LSU games to watch BK lose.
3: You know? Yeah, but that—that's more like that's more like Schadenfreude. That's not the obsession,
1: right? It's pretty like, obsessive to watch an LSU game that you have no stake in.
3: I mean, I watch LSU games on the reg. Um, I'm
1: talking of, about the person that wasn't watching oh, college L- football yeah. outside of Entertainment and is now suddenly tuning into LSU and Southern. Mm. Because they want to because they, they heard Brian Kelly's team is struggling in the second quarter against a historically black college and university.
3: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tune in.
1: <laughs>
0: if,
3: if that game's close yeah, to the third quarter, but, I am not going to watch that. Well, not of course,
1: but we're, we're college football fans, right? <laughs> we tune into everything. Right. Like, how many times have you guys seen me be like, I can't believe this. Freaking Sam Houston State game has gotten out of control. Like because this is like cause I'll have four screens going at once, and like three of the games will be kind of like two will be like ho hum, one will be like a blowout, but I don't have a, ba- a good backup for it, and one of them will just be bonkers crazy. And it's usually the like the FCS games, especially in the playoffs. You know?
3: So. Yeah. When uh, when Florida State last year was uh, what FCS team did they lose to?
1: Yeah, Jacksonville State. Right.
3: Yeah, Jacksonville State. Uh, propping up HBCU. Um, Did they, they struggle the year before too um, against an FCS opponent? They ended up coming back and like blowing them out. Uh, I think it was Jacksonville State as well. Sanford. Was it Sanford? Sanford, yeah, Sanford. Was, Sanford was, uh, was the
0: Florida State game, yeah. Yeah, that
3: was Is fun. That, isn't Sanford
1: that was, Sanford was also the team that gave Florida a hard time. And then they were dancing in the locker room afterwards. And everyone was like, you're dancing. Cause you beat us. You gave up 62 points to an FCS team and beat them by 14.
3: Yeah. I was locked. Boy, into, I was, was locked into the end of that Sanford game.
0: Oh yeah. dude. that. Ooh. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> that was a big one. Well, hell yeah, they should dance. I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I kind of get pissed off at fans or have that mentality. Like they were out there playing it, and they almost died. And now you're not dead; you're alive. So hell yeah, you dance. You dance. You can dance if you want to. You can I mean, leave your let, friends behind. I mean, let
3: people have fun, for God's sakes. Let them have their fun. Well, what Jude? I have a question for you. What sure. if your friends don't dance? <laughs> Oops. Are they? Are they friends of yours? <laughs> i leave those you know, friends may, behind.
0: Maybe oh, okay. maybe, Florida, maybe Florida was just thinking about, you know, the time they lost to Georgia Southern and Georgia Southern didn't throw a pass. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't have to deal with that embarrassment again. Can you imagine Notre Dame losing to an FCS school that only oh. ran the
3: option, ever once threw the ball? I can't imagine Never Notre once. Dame losing to a team that ran the option and didn't throw the ball.
1: Can't imagine. Never can imagine. Hey, our <laughs> next guest is Evan Sharpley from the 2007.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, they threw a pass that game. I bet like three.
3: I had to look at it. I, I bet three. Busy, busy. Uh, everybody's busy Googling it. Uh, I would say,
0: should I, should I appease all the other people that are still hating me? About yeah, they threw thing?
3: They threw eight passes in that game. Oh my God. That's run and shoot. It was an air raid. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Mouse Davis must have been on that sideline. Or Mike Leach.
3: Well, I, they had, I had a passing touchdown. They had a 25-yard passing touchdown.
0: I guarantee you I'm the only college football podcaster that brings up Mouse Davis like three times a year.
1: Because peeing your pants
0: is cool? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. <sighs> I guess it's spring ball is still going on swimmingly. Uh, the, the beat is just eating up all these assistant coach interviews. They're just yeah. loving life. So uh, he's staying today.
1: There's a little mutual admiration society that's going on with Al golden and Al Washington. Huh?
3: Yeah. The two L's. Um, we didn't even mention that Notre Dame's got a new football player. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> shit, We did not mention that. I talked to uh Philly G about it. Uh, cause you know, he, he's locked into the whole, uh, Ivy League and um Ivy and Patriot over there. Ivy and Patriot over there. He said he's a good player. Like legitimately Legit. knew who he was yep. and said he's a good player. So
0: Yeah I think it's funny that the uh here's
3: a, guy, here's a guy who was at the transfer portal
0: and committed to to go row a boat in Minnesota and then
3: changed his mind for something. Yeah, the like him. He's sub 200 or sub 200. <laughs> he's well, he's right, two hundred, right around 300. 300. He's, yeah, he's, uh, right, he's right around 300. 292 or something like that.
0: Yeah, Bayless, Bayless can get that extra food. I, well, I, I saw him, him listed as 300
3: day. in some places. Get him some prepared food and in the Bayless system. <laughs> and you can put on so, a yeah.
0: So yeah, brand new player, Chris Smith, defensive tackle. Obviously, the loss of Aiden Canada is uh, you know, that's why we're that's why we're adding Chris Smith. That's that's good. That's being proactive on your on your roster. Younger guys aren't ready. Okay, that's what the transfer portal's for. They did it. I have no idea why it's not being done for wide receiver at any point yet. Uh, but I think we're all still. Maybe Lou Holtz is coming
1: back to do open tryouts for wide
0: receiver
3: positions. I uh, I did <laughs> In the pod, Jude was like, I I don't understand why these guys last week, these guys that I saw, Notre Dame's not even pursuing them. And every time I see a name pop up, like the Alabama wide receiver, um, Aggie Hall, uh, entered the transfer portal. And it's like, oh, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. He's suspended.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's not it. There there was another one, Brendan. You bring him up, but there's another there's another kid too. From well somewhere. the Demas
3: kid out of Texas AM is yeah, also Demas. suspended yeah. and that's not yeah. that is not a great situation. Uh he will not be playing football next year.
0: No, um, but that's I'm saying. I saw you see an exciting name, like you said. You're like, oh and then you're like, Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I remember Demas at like the opening just like lit it up. Yeah, I remember I mean he was a – he Notre Dame, Notre Dame had a scholarship offer out to him. He was a the guy they recruited, so
3: um yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Demas has got multiple women uh who is accusing him of assault over a period of time. So he is not going to be playing football. Um unless he goes well, and plays for Oklahoma, who uh has no scruples in having Yeah. Uh, so you know, someone can, will have no scruples. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um the Kansas City Chiefs can have him. <laughs> So, uh, shit was oh. So I think my dream of the T formation is gonna happen. I I, I just i fully. Even with Lance Taylor moving on. I think so. I just look. Jude and I talked about it. I think on the last pod. Yep, you did. Yeah. Fullbacks are there. Estimate's getting some very, very rare reviews. We got a we got a full running back room, and it's looking like. We're getting about close to adding another one in Gabriel Payne hashtag Ohio forever um, I mean you gotta we were talking about the lack of wide receivers like look the the running games still there right
3: like you can still throw out that offensive line and a bunch of tight ends and some running what? back I think you can put the ginger I mean the gingerbread man will <laughs> line up in the slot right <laughs> can't catch him <laughs> So I don't know, because I- as he showed in the Fiesta Bowl, Gingerbread Man can can catch and run. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're saying now?
3: I mean, you coi- you coined it last week uh, with on the pod with Jude, and like it immediately stuck with me. I mean, I think you got to – it's his first big run or catch and run, his big first big play. will we'll stock it for him. Uh, gingerbread Man will do a thing for it, but that's a fantastic nickname for a kid that runs super fast, right? Well, yes. Yeah. If Gus Johnson, to give you this, is on the call, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> he's I'm screaming it like <coughs> Gingerbread
0: Man, run, Fuck. run, run yes. as fast
3: as you can, eat <laughs>
0: Well, that it. one's can, gonna
3: catch him. Maybe we can still
0: love it, out. it. God, I do, I just don't understand the Gus Johnson hate. My God. Like Gus Johnson is nothing but a Dom Shabua tweet. <laughs> that, that is I mean, and y'all are liking that. So love love Gus Johnson. Uh but yeah, all these coaches are they're getting their getting their time in the sun. Uh I always think it's interesting when He Stan speaks because I was, I'm always like waiting for a growl, you know, <laughs> like a like, yeah. a like a deep sigh, kind of like a almost like a Tenuta kind of style, but it doesn't really come off that way. Like I'm always expecting it, but it never really comes off that way. Um, I don't know. Like, Notre Dame's get a lot. Like the, uh, Fortuna had uh, Cornet on uh, the Shamrock Pod, and He mentioned it and I think this is becoming a a bigger, bigger issue. And I don't know if we've highlighted it enough, but so Freeman's you know, having a Zoom meeting with Notre Dame former Notre Dame football players like weekly. And Cornette said it perfectly. It's not just the Tim Browns of the world. It's like who played there? Like the other you know, the brothers you forget your people forget about. Hmm. So when when they were saying that they need to get get the alum, you know, the old players back in it. At first I kind of scratched my head and like thinking, Man, we've, we've had quite a few guys come back, you know, you see them on the sidelines hanging out and all that. But there seemed to be a, a, a real like class problem, if you will, of like who was going to be allowed. You know what I mean? Like someone that was, you know, had a half good season in 1997 really wasn't a guy on the priority list. Now he seems like he's just as much a priority as, as Jalen Smith coming back, you know what I mean? Like that, that seems to be a bit, that seems to be like imp, impacting everybody. Like, as far as like how they're, how they're viewing Freeman and how Freeman is, is relating to, to that aspect of it, which is a nice thing you hear. Like, I, I guess I, I didn't know how much of a problem that was until BK left and then hearing about, hearing about all that, like, Oh, okay. I mean, is that that interest you guys at all?
3: Yeah. I mean, I imagine it especially uh, interests you, right? Why is that? Because it's, because it's a lot of the guys they're going to be bringing in just of that age are going to be sort of your classmates.
0: When's wow. Joey Gether all coming back?
3: Yeah, when's I, the – what, what about Jerome Satt? right? When's he coming back in?
0: God, do we talk about the Kyle Hamilton take? No, no, we can't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely <laughs> can talk about that. <laughs> I mean, Shraggs had him going eleven to the Washington Commanders and I was like, Oh, Shraggs. Because he had Kenny Pickett at six, and I was like, uh, oh, oh, no. this is gross. There was,
3: I saw a mock two days ago that had him at eighteen to Philly. Jesus. Um well this is the time of year when mock <laughs> tracks need to do something to differentiate themselves from each other, yeah, right?
1: Th- that's what I was just gonna say, Brennan. Brennan just hit the nail on the head, which is like you can't write the same mock draft every week. So you have to you have to do things like, well, what happens if so and so trades for the number one pick? What happens if all QBs go in the first round? You know, and like just there's like there's like mock drafts that are serious and there's mock drafts that are literally just written for clicks. And because sub because the boss says you have to have a mock draft every Wednesday or whatever. And so when you say Kyle Hamilton's going eighteen to the Eagles, you're you're you don't actually believe that yeah um, right because short of something and, and this will never happen short of something um you know ne- uh, really negative about his personal character coming out or, what, or like his he,
3: medical right right or touched. like
1: he, he like he committed a crime or yeah or or he suffered a broken leg that nobody knew about or something sup- you know something like that
3: but like a heart murmur or something he, like that
1: oh god i felt so terrible for that guy from michigan who dropped like a stone because he had
3: oh he was a job, strong man. pick no, yeah. not Joe Achilles. That's terrible. No, it was um, uh, Maurice Hurst, right? Yeah, Maurice oh,
1: yeah. Hurst, Mo Hurst. Yeah, I mean the, the mock drafts had him going first round easy, and then the heart murmur thing came out, and it was actually un, not unlike the owusu Caramoa thing.
3: Yeah, it was a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, and he dropped like a rock for
0: for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I bet you the Browns are pretty pretty thankful for that. But
0: uh, well, what's you No doubt, what's yeah. What's kind of interesting, though, is, you know, when we before we got to the combine, one of the things I I know we talked about just a little bit, at least, was that this is just one of those drafts where we thought, you know, with Kyle, we're like, oh, it's not a a high priority position, you know, or a premium position in the NFL safety, blah, blah, blah. But it's like this is the year because there are not a whole lot of quarterback. They sure do make quarterback prospects pretty quickly, no matter what. They sure do. Like like every year, like you could say, well, this isn't a great quarterback class. Yet come come this time, all of a sudden, these guys that let me
1: tell you about they, Carson
3: Strong. Let me let me, tell me you talk about, about e. strong
0: Emanuel. Let me yeah. tell you about Malik Willis.
1: Emanuel. Yeah, my God.
0: Like, like someone's like, Do you see his arm strength? I'm like, Yeah. Let me tell you about another guy whose arm was strong. His name was Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, That's right. Arm. Like arm strength is not an indicator of any Jeff George in the NFL. Oof. It's um but but He's going to, I mean, he is, his stock is going through the roof because he overthrew some fast ride receivers. Well, Here's I a, want my quarterback to hit the wide receivers, <laughs> and not overthrow them.
1: Here's what I want to say about Braylon Edwards and whoever that idiot was that was with him on his little show or whatever. Yeah. Like they're just trolls. And, and I felt, I felt like we gave them exactly what we want what they wanted, which was, intention. I know, but it was too much fun. But like it's, it united it's, all of ND Nation, It it, it, it doesn't do anything to dunk on them because like the guy literally put out a video. This is hey Notre Dame fans, we got a lot of mentions. Well, let me just tell you, Notre Dame sucks. Well, he looks exactly like Jim Harbaugh's like he dressed up like Jim Harbaugh for Halloween or some shit. I don't even like. I don't.
3: Even that was a fantastic I'm impression, by the way, Jude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so like they they're not Jude even sitting in a mirror for that one. <laughs> I, I I mentioned this in the DMs, but like. It's impossible to score a point off of people who are constantly moving the goal lines. It was first it was it was they've had they've never had a good safety. They have never had a recent good safety. And so everyone mentioned Harrison Smith. Oh, well, Harrison Smith went 29 overall. So how good was he really? Like, um, well, he was a six time pro bowler. Well, Tom Brady was the sixth time, has more than six Pro Bowls. Like, um, I thought we were talking about recent guys. So it was just like, it, they're just, they're trolls. They, they weren't honest. They weren't honest in their arguments. They weren't willing to concede any points. They just, they just wanted to hate on their name. And, and congratulations, they did it. And you know what? The one thing I agreed with was if the Detroit Lions get Kyle Hamilton at 32, that is an absolute steal. No yeah, god, it sure it is, and it means I 30, just appreciate it having. It means it means twenty nine or thirty teams have lost their have lost their absolute goddamn minds and probably should lose their franchises. But
0: I mean, I'm just a very I, I'm a big I'm a connoisseur of pettiness, and so <laughs> if someone if someone's gonna be that petty, I'll dive in. Why not? I mean, it's not it's that seems fun to me. So going be that, the, Because be that, that's be that the problem
1: ridiculous. is then they go back to their bosses and say, look at my engagement on Twitter this this month. I you know, you gotta you gotta re up me on my show. And then we just get these trash takes for the rest of our lives.
3: But it was fun the other though, night, because we yeah. all dunked, and like <laughs> even Pete Sampson was dunking. And like I just I saw it because I I follow Woodward Sports for like tiger stuff and whatnot. And I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is gonna make Greg angry. And then it became, like, a whole thing. <laughs> and they oh, yeah. just kept getting dunked on. I mean, Blue up. Gold wrote,
1: up, wrote about it after we did. I mean, it was just – was, there was a lot of just attention, a lot of attention, which they
0: loved, that, I'm sure. And I don't mind. I, I, I yeah. don't mind the, the, that. But I, just I
3: appreciate was... the fact that they, they had – after the next day, he had a fo- – like, I didn't watch it. But the next day, they had, like, a follow-up, like, we're doubling down on this. And, like, the <laughs> engagement on it was like – they had more uh, retweet dunks on them in a five minute span the day before than they did. The, they couldn't. They couldn't replicate it. And I appreciate that, that nobody. Well, yeah, you just you
0: you dunk and move on. You know, I'm not gonna stick around. <laughs> that's like that's like me debating people about the Navy game on Twitter. Like I've already put the info out there a hundred times over. I don't. I don't need to tell you about. The, you want to know about the history? I got plenty of it on the site and on the podcast. Trust me, we know it. But I'm not going to say – I did not feel the need to get into a bait on Twitter with people who can't spell. It just <laughs> – so no, it's – you don't move who, on.
1: Who, who don't obviously realize who Harrison Smith is or if they do realize who Harrison Smith is don't value him or if they don't – if they do value him and know who he is, then didn't realize he went to Notre name. So it's just like you can't even start – you can't even start in a common space with these people, you know?
0: No, no, no. Oh, shit. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think that, I don't know, maybe we didn't get any points across today. I hope (laughs) we did. Um, I mean, I guess my whole general point was, I mean, let's let's be better online. (laughs) Let's be better online. Um, So let's wrap this up. Jude, you got anything left in the tank?
1: Yeah, I just want to clean up one thing I, I said earlier in the week. Um, I suggested based off of a tweet that I had read that there was a, uh, a white supremacist group on, at, on Notre Dame's campus that was sort of known, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't do my research on that one. So um, I rightfully got called out in the DMs by a person who was like, look, this is not actually a thing. These guys have been tried to affiliate themselves with the university. They follow a bunch of people. Uh, who attend the university, but it's not obviously not a recognized group, nor would it ever be. Um, and it's not like they're having meetings on campus or whatever. Having said that, I do think that there are some people that have some really shitty attitudes about um, you know race or whatever, and they pro- and probably some of them attend Notre Dame, uh, you know, just like they attend every other college. So to the extent that I let people on to believe that there was an active white supremacist group on campus, that's my bad, and I apologize for that. Um, but also, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that, um, there's still people who are using the university's name to say some really, really shitty things
0: online. So that's all. Okay. Brendan, what do you got left?
3: Oh man. Um, there's, uh, there's nothing left in the tank for me other than the fact that there's 70 degree weather in the forecast, uh, next week. As we start ramping up into the heart of spring, uh, fall spring's gone. We're now into real spring and uh, spring practices are, are rolling on in the spring game. We're, are we going to do a meetup or anything for the spring game? I'm. I, I think I'm taking the whole crew down. Cause I you're buying you, the shirt,
1: right? I can get you into the uh, Irish player club, uh, tailgate if
3: you want me to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are buying the shirts when we're down there, Josh, and <laughs> I'll buy you one too. Yeah, well.
0: I'm, I'm good. I've got plenty of shirts. I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, honestly, I haven't made up my mind about how I'm going to go about that this year. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I got the got my odds. I was really anticipating it being a different weekend back in like January when I was thinking about it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what weeks. happens. Weeks. I I look. I appreciate the Notre Dame blackout, media blackout from stuff. I just think that's kind of funny. And I know it frustrates all fans to hell. I know Greg's super frustrated about about it. But and obviously the media members are. Frustrated about that, although they're getting all their media uh, interviews. I just think it's kind of funny because, again, spring is just it's so important for everybody that is practicing and for nobody outside of it. And so I'm just glad that these these terrible takes have that took off yet. Now, I imagine the spring game will will provide some some great offseason banner about whose stock is up and down. Uh, but as of right now, we're you know halfway through spring pra- three spring practice, and there's there's nothing. There's a little bit of Odell Kestemeyer love. There's almost nothing about the quarterbacks in the so-called quarterback uh, competition. I th- I just I think that's great. It's just it's so much noise for no reason at all, uh, and so I'm appreciative of that. Um. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, we will be back next week with something. I mean, I'm sure maybe something will get dropped online. Um, but yeah, I just I want to reiterate to everybody just like calm down out there. <laughs> online, Calm down. You know, don't assume things. You can't. You know, and, and I mean, it don't don't treat things like the end of the world either. I mean, this is for all parties. I mean, and again, it, the expanded playoff is coming nothing's going to (laughs) matter. We can start scheduling Indiana state, uh, Bethune cookman and fucking whatever. It's not going to make a difference. So if you're worried about that, about the stature and all that, none of it's going to matter. Um, yeah, get on over the site. We are going to, I'm going to start ramping up, uh, stuff on the site for the off season, off season content, uh, coming up soon. Uh there will not be if you if you've enjoyed the uh the uh this guy plays Notre Dame football uh series over the years, that is not happening this year. There'll be there won't be any profiles. Uh but I hope that the stuff that we do bring you you'll like a little better. And if you're a normal commenter to the site, uh you're gonna be real pissed. So So don't be so mad online. You're gonna be real pissed uh, when SB Nation changes the combat system up here at the end of the month. Uh, I've already given you fair warning. That's it. (sighs) That's it. Drop Navy. Drop Navy. Go Irish.